Ramble. If I offered you two different pairs of jeans and I told you that you can only wear one of them, you could probably decide in two seconds. But what if I offered you a thousand pairs of jeans and they're all slightly different and I said you can only wear one of these for the next 12 months straight. This will be your go-to pant of choice. What are you going to do? How do you even start to choose? That's exactly what I felt like when I was combing through thousands of listings whenever we were moving to a new apartment. I would spend hours a day stressing about, is this apartment in a good neighborhood? Is it going to accommodate my dogs? Does it fit my budget? I didn't know any of these. And the worst part is most of the listings didn't even tick all of my boxes. That is why Apartments.com is your best place to look for your new home. Apartments.com lets you filter your search based on whether you have pets, if you want a balcony, built-in AC, whatever it is that you're looking for. The website remembers your search so that you don't have to keep filtering every time you come back. And Apartments.com has more rental listings than anywhere else, meaning no matter how specific your needs are, they got you. And your instant alerts mean that you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. So if you're looking for a new place to call home, head over to apartments.com apartments.com the place to find a place i mean there's no way that today's episode is gonna go as planned there's no way that it's gonna be a smooth sailing episode because i already just watched my fiance smack his microphone because it wouldn't stay in the position that he wanted it in so he fucking smacked that bitch sometimes just need some tender loving right (laughs) (laughs) today is the second episode of spooktober october dun 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 what do you mean it's just october oh shit it is oh my god i thought the last (laughs) one this is the first october episode this is the first october episode Mm -hmm. holy shit then we've got a good one dun 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 i feel like october spooktober halloween is filled with everyone being like hey do you guys want to pay 30 dollars to go uh pee our pants in a haunted house where there's actors just jumping at us and trying to scare us and doing the most and we all do it for some reason when i was in high school every single october i went to a haunted house right with who (laughs) <laughs> with my boo things from high school <laughs> <laughs> so so i used to go to a lot of haunted houses and then i grew up and i realized you know did you know that the most haunted houses they don't even they don't even exist anymore most of these are broken down they're demolished they're completely burnt to a crisp or they've been completely demoed by the people who don't think that this should exist most of the most scary most gruesome houses are mm-hmm. all gone when you say that it means what like haunted ghost spirit Or, I mean, define haunted. Where do you think is the most haunted, right? I believe the most haunted is when people die in a shitty way. When there's multiple families die in a row. You know what I mean? Mm. Do we ever check if anyone died in this house? (laughs) (laughs) In Japan, they they mark it whenever someone dies. Oh, yeah. That's what I heard. There's like an app. But then in the US, like these real estate agents try to get real sassy with you. I think there's like ways around it. I think they only answer if you ask or something. Mm. Or they can like laugh it off or something like that. I don't really know. You know, I, I find it better to not ask. Especially when you live in a city as old as Los Angeles. You just have to assume lots of people died everywhere. That's true. So there might be someone just dead under our bed right now. 
Hmm. Maybe we're involved. Maybe we're not. I'm kidding. Continuing on. So this is the story of Fred and Rosemary's House of Horrors. When I say this, it genuinely sounds like a Halloween attraction. Like, oh my gosh, let me go get spooked. Let me pay Fred and Rosemary $30, right? Mm -hmm. It sounds like there's 25 different movies made out of this, but it's not necessarily the case. This is about two really, really crazy people who got together, got married, and just start killing people inside of this house. They buried so many people in their backyard, in their cellar, in their garage. I mean, it's a twisted story. And when you realize the history behind Fred's childhood, Fred West's his childhood, and Roselette's childhood, it's fucking insane what in the forking shit show is this childhood and then that childhood meets another what in the forking shit show is this childhood and they combine into what feels like just a nuclear bomb in the united kingdom of serial killings it's freaking nuts so Mm -hmm. let's get started with fred west because he is well here's the thing you know when i first start this story and when i first started researching i'm like okay you know i get the drill like fred he's gonna be real crazy and then rosemary is gonna be like this maybe like crazy bits who meets fred falls in love and then does everything fred wants him to that's where you're wrong that's where you're so wrong rosemary she's a character you better watch out for rose Hmm. maybe more so for rose than fred Interesting. And it's even crazier because later on she ends up going to prison and having a love affair with another female serial killer in prison. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, just stay tuned for that one because that one's going to blow your socks off. I wanted to say pants off, but that seemed inappropriate for the time being. Fred West. He was born in the United Kingdom to Walter West and Daisy West. They all sound like very fancy names, but um, they they weren't a family that was fancy at all. He was actually the first surviving child of this couple, so they had multiple miscarriages multiple children being born and then dying early on um like almost immediately after they were born very 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 sad and fred was the first surviving child so there was a lot of love from the mom towards fred daisy the mom was just like you know this is this is my calling like fred is my baby he's the one that survived first and there was just a lot of Daisy putting a lot of pressure on Fred since he made it. You know, she's thinking Mm -hmm. to herself, like, if all my other babies, for whatever reason, couldn't make it, but Fred did, that must mean something. Then Walter and Daisy went on to have six more children, one of them who ended up dying later. So you've got two parents and a total of six kids. And the eight of them, they lived in, like, this little cottage. And if you've been on TikTok and you're like, oh, I love cottage core, which is, like, you're, like, obsessed with cottages and, like, living that lifestyle, right? This is not the type of cottage that you see on TikTok. I mean, there's no running water. There's no electricity. They lived off of the land. And most people would think that's countryside bliss. Ooh, no Wi-Fi. I can just read Harry Potter all day, right? But not for this family. So Fred was a total mama's boy. Daisy West and Fred West were inseparable. I mean, this relationship was so unhealthy that Fred said the minute that he turned 12, his mom made him have sex with her. What? I know, yeah. I just, like, you know, what I, I was, <laughs> the minute that I said that, I was like, I just kind of threw that on you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just gets crazier. He genuinely thought that it was normal. He thought that every little boy, when they turn 12, their mom just like hithers into their room and has sex with them. Disgusting. <laughs> 
disgusting okay so fred was a complete mama's boy too much of a mama's boy and his dad was a pedophile his dad walter was obsessed with raping his daughters and with raping the local girls i mean he just was a nasty hoe walter was a real i don't know a w word that can be meaner than he was just a fuck face okay he was just really disgusting and so the whole family knows it too both mom and dad know what each other's doing they just like do it and i think uh, this probably comes from generations of incest because there's no way i just can't imagine like i'm sure that they in some way had to have been abused in order to inflict this type of abusive you know life yeah. onto their kids so when fred turns 15 he ends up dropping out of school and he is pretty much illiterate he can't really read he can't really write he is not intelligent people actually describe fred to be incredibly dim which is just not a way that you want to be described from your friend you know your school friends or anything like that but he ends up getting a job as a farmhand with his dad and he develops an insane work ethic like he's literally not the smartest but a really really hard worker he is very dedicated when he's into a job and he just he gets the job done most of the time now he has this really dark curly hair and these piercing blue eyes so even though he was considered a country bumpkin is what everyone called him not a pumpkin. <laughs> I saw him. He was going for the mic. He was like, "Pumpkin? Did you say? Did you say pumpkin?" Um, because everybody called me a pumpkin when I was younger because I was really round. Anyways, <laughs> so they called him a country pumpkin, but he was considered the best-looking man in town. What's like he bumpkin? would. It's kind of. I I googled it too because I was like, "Does that mean pumpkin?" Like maybe everyone was trying to call me pumpkin, but they called me pumpkin. And so I got emotionally invested. I Googled it. And it's it's like saying like a um, rural country person who just doesn't know much. Uh, it's like a term that you call someone. Yeah. But so it's a it's a it's an endearing turn or um, it's endearing, but not that endearing. Oh, okay. It's like kind of rude. And it's like a backhanded slap in a cute little noise, you know, country pumpkin. Got but it. it's not really nice. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was considered the best looking man in town, not just on the countryside. But when he would go to the local towns, the local city areas, they were like, holy shit, this Fred West dude, he's hot. But girls never really liked him once they got to know him. Because here's the thing that Fred did. If he liked a girl. He would just simply go up to her and smack her ass. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> like if he sees you across the club and he's like, wow, that's a pretty one. He would go up to you and just grab your ass. And that I mean, that was just his thing. Like he loved to steal his friends, girlfriends, too. Like he just was a nasty dude. And every girl who reported having any sort of sexual activity with him during this time period, they said it was probably some of the most unsatisfying sex that they've ever experienced in their life. Because Fred, he was so focused on his satisfaction and making himself feel good that he never, you know, gave a girl wop. Mm. He never there was no wop. It was all dop. <laughs> it's all dops everywhere and then he's living this life just becoming a farmhand going into the city getting drunk smacking girls butts i mean just sexually harassing people was his favorite weekend pastime and then something happened this is where everybody says "Ooh, baba boom something happened holy shit he gets into a motorcycle accident so he had been saving up all of his money to buy this massive motorcycle and he was like oh yeah this motorcycle right 
that's not even his accent and so he's like oh yeah this motorcycle and he's riding it around town and he has a head-on collision with another female in another vehicle and from that point on he was unconscious in the hospital for seven days a full week he had head injuries he had broken bones he actually had to have a steel plate fitted to his skull because it was fractured so that's a lot that happens right and there's speculation that this is kind of what caused everything into a downpour nobody knows if Fred West would be one of UK's most notorious serial killers if this accident hadn't happened. Mm-hmm. Right. So you've got a lot of doctors saying that the main part of his skull that was damaged was his frontal lobe. And they said that this was kind of like Fred West was born a psychopath. But this accident just took the brakes off of that. You know, there's Mm. psychopaths out there that don't kill anyone. Yeah. But this was just like, no, like this took out any moral consciousness he could maybe have or maybe redeem one day, right? And it also gave him lots of crooked features. So he had one leg that was shorter than the other. He started limping. He just had a crooked nose. His face was kind of messed up. And he believes, Fred himself believes, that this changed his mental capacity so that he wasn't the same anymore. I mean, he starts getting bullied by his former friends. He doesn't get along with his family after this accident. He gets insane fear of hospitals. And he starts going into like these fits of rage where he's just like, ah, I just like hate everyone. And he just gets violent out of nowhere. So with that involved, I mean, he is no longer the best looking country bumpkin in town. And none of the girls liked him, even though they thought he was attractive, right? Because of how disgusting and harassing he was. But he was able to finally date someone. And her her name was Catherine Rena Castillo. Castillo. Oh, my God. How to get away with murder. Sorry. (laughs) We're going to call her Rena because that's what everyone called her. She went by her middle name. And Rena also comes from a troubled background. She came from Scotland and she was always getting herself in trouble. And for some reason, she was the only woman who was okay with the way that Fred was just disgusting. Like she actually thought his perverted way of like grabbing her and constantly. I mean, there's speculation that Fred was a sex addict also. Because he had an insane sex drive and constantly wanted to have sex. Not that he was good in bed, but he just constantly wanted to do it. And she kind of thought it was cute, which was different from most of the girls. So she was just like, oh, like, wow, he must really be attracted to me because he constantly wants to have sex with me. Right. And they end up getting together and he's just insanely jealous anytime she returned to scotland he just he was just so mad he was just Mm -hmm. like are you sleeping with anyone else and this ended up just breaking their relationship apart she went back to scotland and she was like you're freaking cuckoo okay dude i can't even be with you then he went back to being real nasty so fred he starts raping his 13 year old sister jesus He just gets nastier and nastier. So he starts raping his 13-year-old sister. And that's when another incident happens. So he's going up like a fire escape, you know, those little things, right? And he sees a girl and he's like, wow, she's so pretty. So he goes up to her and grabs her butt. Now she turns around and punches him straight in the fucking face because she's like, not today, dude. And he ends up falling down two flights of stairs onto the concrete floor. Sources claim that he believes that this caused further brain damage. And people do note that after this, he became more aggressive and more irritable than before. I mean, I don't know if it works like that, but did you know I was electrocuted when I was younger? And do you think uh, that caused you to become the way you are today? Yeah, I feel like there's definitely something that happened there. 
<laughs> I feel like there was a disconnect between common sense mm-hmm. and, you know, just being an intellectual human being that just was severed. Yeah, but also maybe it was already severed because I stuck something into an outlet and that's how I got electrocuted. So maybe it was never there to begin with. <laughs> what did you with. stuck in there? I forget if it was like a paper clip or a spoon. Why? I don't know. I don't even remember. My sister was involved. Oh. It was this whole thing. Anyway, so he had brain damage. <laughs> okay, so he claims he has brain damage. And that's when he starts just getting in trouble with the law. He starts stealing from local jewelry stores. He starts getting arrested for a bunch of petty theft. And then finally, his 13-year-old sister ends up getting pregnant. And he gets arrested for raping a 13-year-old girl. I mean, it's, uh, well, they called it, the official charge was unlawful carnal knowledge of a child. I don't know what that means. I mean, I consider it child rape, but whatever, right? So he gets arrested for this. He gets kicked out of the family home and he starts staying with his aunt by the name of Violet. And the trial ends up getting dropped because his sister that went by Kitty, her nickname was Kitty. She refused to give any evidence. And his mom was like, I'm going to testify for you. Like, I hate you, but I'm going to testify for you saying that you're a good person. And all of this yada 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 it ended up with him not getting charged for the rape of his 13 year old sister then his mom is like listen i want you to come back home it's been a while i miss you so much please come home fred you're my favorite so fred goes all the way back home where his 13 year old sister is living and starts living with the family again and that's when rena comes back it had been about two years since his girlfriend had left back to scotland right mm-hmm Rena comes back and she says, listen, Fred, I think we're meant to be together. So Fred's like, you know what? You're right. Let's start dating again. And that's when she's like, by the way, for the last two years while I was in Scotland, I think I need to let you know that I was a prostitute and I slept with an Asian bus driver and now I'm pregnant. The Asian comes into play. I'm not just naming a race for shits and giggles. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Because Fred West is not Asian. Neither is Catherine. Neither is Rena. We'll call her Rena. Right. Uh Um. So you can imagine that the baby's not going to look like the product of Rena and Fred. Yeah. Keep that in mind. So she's like, anyways, I'm pregnant now and I slept with an Asian bus driver. What do we do? And he says, you know, baby, I'm going to abort that baby for you. And so she was like, sounds good. So it's just like in the middle of the living room, he tries to do an at home abortion. Which is what, hurting her? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what it entailed. Apparently, Fred actually sold his services to a lot of women to do at-home abortions. And I'm I'm assuming it involves sharp objects and lots of dangerous situations. And as they're about to perform this, they get caught by the family members who are like, um, what are you guys doing? And so they abandon their plan. That's like, they're like, let's not try again, right? And Fred promises Rena, listen... I'm going to raise that baby with you. I'm going to treat that baby like it's my own baby. Don't you worry, okay? And she said, are you sure, Fred? Are you sure? And he said, yes. So at 21 years old, they get married. Now, the mom, Fred's mom, she's really upset. She's like, I don't really like this. Like, this is disgusting. I mean, I never really liked her to begin with. You can do so much better, Fred. (laughs) You can do so much better, Fred. So they end up getting married and moving back home to Rena's hometown in Scotland, which is a really, really bad area. So even though Fred was just as broke as Rena, I mean, it's it was different. So the area that she lived in in Scotland was more of like a city. So mm. being broke in the city versus being broke in like an idyllic, at least you have beautiful countryside scenery, right? Yeah. That's a little bit of a different vibe, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, their marriage was just doomed. 
can I tell you something about doomed marriages real quick? Yes. Because, you know, their marriage was doomed. But I believe very firmly that our marriage is not doomed. Do you want to know why? Tell me why. Because of my feet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, listen. Listen, listen, listen. I've had the longest, biggest struggle since quarantine started happening. If you are like me, whether your feet are getting crusty or whether your feet are so sore or maybe your feet are sweating too much or they just need a little bit of love, a little bit of self-care or maybe, maybe they're so sore and muscle-achy that you have a problem with running. You know how like you watch those horror movies? And people are running away, but then they trip. Sure. It's because they're not using barefoot scientists. I'm going to tell you that. It's the world's first premium foot care company. And they have practically everything you need to keep your feet healthy and happy so that you're ready to run or ready to show off them toes at a moment's notice. Their products target pretty much every issue that's active on feet. So that's blisters, that's muscle aches, that's dirt, that's sweat, that's odor. They've got something called Pre Heels Plus, which is insane. It's award winning. It's like this spray that you spray on and it's a literal lifesaver because it creates a durable invisible barrier that blocks friction on skin where shoes rub back and forth you got new shoes you're wearing heels you need this it also stays for like six hours and they also have a sigh of relief which is their warming pain relief cream that oh my gosh it's the best thing ever you're a runner you work out you stand up for your job it just melts away that soreness that joint pain that muscle ache and it cools your feet and it's all hypoallergenic dermatologist tested cruelty free and it's completely free of phthalates and parabens so right now our listeners you guys can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at barefootscientist.com using the code rotten and shipping is always free go get all your foot care essentials right now at barefootscientist.com and enter code rotten at checkout for 20 percent off your first order and free shipping thank you for keeping our marriage alive with my silky soft feet their marriage was uh essentially doomed so he would rape her he would force her to have violent sex he would beat her while she was heavily pregnant and he would also make her become a prostitute while she was heavily pregnant so that he didn't have to work so that she could make all the money. I mean, it just was not good. So she finally gives birth to the daughter. Her name is Charmaine. Now, Charmaine was obviously mixed when she came out. There was no question about it. They Mm -hmm. absolutely, everyone was like, that is not Fred's baby. Like, we don't know whose baby that is, but that's not Fred's baby, right? And so she presents Charmaine to her family, Rena's parents, the grandparents of Charmaine. And Uh her grandparents were really upset. Her parents were upset. Her parents were like, I can't believe you had sex with someone who wasn't of your race. Yeah. Wait, so they didn't know until the child came out? Yeah. I mean, she just was trying to play it off like it was Fred's baby because they had gotten married, you know? And so everyone believed that she was pregnant with Fred's baby. And then Charmaine came out and then Rena's parents were like, this is disgusting. I can't believe you would have sex with an Asian man. So Fred is like, listen, I don't want to have to endure the same embarrassment that you endured from your family. And I don't think that my family is going to take it well either. So they came out with this new plan that they were going to tell everyone that Rena had lost the baby. She had had a miscarriage really late into the pregnancy. And in order to solve all of the emotions that come with that, they adopted an Asian baby. Yep. <laughs> what? They were in like, the we're going to just adopt a, an Asian baby. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. And so people just went around being like, "Oh, that's their adopted Asian baby because she had a mis." I mean, it was just really weird. People thought it was weird, right? Okay. And Fred hated Charmaine. She, he just did not even like looking at her. He hated her, and of course, that made their entire marriage a lot more difficult. So Fred would spend a lot of his time. He drove an ice cream van in Scotland. So he's got one of those ice cream trucks, and it was called Mister Whippy Van. Mr. Whippy Van. Just keep that in mind because there's going to be a lot of BDSM later on. And he would spend most of his time trying to talk to teenage girls by giving them free ice cream. And then finally, Rena, his wife, gets pregnant with their second daughter, Anne Marie. Their first daughter. Well, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah like their first biological Fred and Rena daughter. But, yeah. you know, he had promised to... The, treat Charmaine like his own so right you know but his first biological daughter so he he just fell in love I mean at first he was like this is this is what I was meant to do was to become a dad I love this baby and then he started realizing that babies are not as easy as you think so Rena, as a mom she was known to be very very how do you say she tried like people say she tried like I don't think anyone likes to insult parenting right but Rena, she tried under all of the circumstances she was in with the childhood she was growing up and with the economics she was working with with her financial situation Rena tried to be a good mom was she a good mom can't really say right but she tried now Fred on the other hand did not really try at all he used to do this thing where he would put both Charmaine and Anne-Marie into the bottom of a bottom bunk bunk bed situation and mm -hmm. he would put bars all around the bottom so mm -hmm. he would essentially cage them in and they were only allowed out when he was at work so he didn't want to like see them crawling around being regular babies yeah. They were allowed out when the, he's at work? Yeah. What does that mean? So, like, he, they're only allowed to be free in the house when he's at work and the mom's home because oh. he just, like, was like, I don't want to deal with you just fucking crawling. Oh. I don't like crawlers. He was like, don't be crawling around in front of my face. That's don't crawl. Wild. Yeah. So, he would cage them up in a bunk bed. Wow. It was just weird. So he's not a good dad. And then this is where something very weird happens. So he rents this allotment, which is pretty much just a piece of farmland that you can rent almost like you rent an apartment and you can grow stuff there. So, I mean, you've got people right next to you. So it's like a big chunk of land and then it's just different lots. Yeah. So you've got farmers next to you. You've got other people renting allotments next to you. And he was like, I'm going to grow some cabbages and some potatoes and we can feed off of this land so that we don't have to make as much money. Right. Yeah. And one second of this allotment that he rented was always ready and it was always like fresh soil but nothing was ever planted to the point where all of the neighbors that had allotments like this was a very poor area so if you were renting this like you were maximizing every little square centimeter of this place to get as much growth as possible yeah. so the neighbors are like hey um why do you have this big section of dirt that you're just not fucking around with mm -hmm. and he said it was for something special now he would stay the night really late at these allotments that he rented and he would bring teenage girls over there to hang out with them and at that time, four teenage girls went missing. It is suspected, it is believed that he hung out with these teenage girls, sexually assaulted them, and then buried them in that allotment. But they didn't follow up on it? By the time that Fred was caught, there was a highway built on top of where the allotment used to be. Oh, uh, I see. So there was no way to know. 
Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And they there was also suspicion that he had two alleged extramarital children, I guess. Like he had two affairs and had two kids outside of his marriage. And one of them was called Stephen and Gareth. I don't know. It hasn't been officially confirmed, right? Mm-hmm. And Rena, on the other hand, you know, she found out about his affairs. Fred was constantly cheating on her. And she was like, I am sick of this shit. I, too, want a boyfriend. So Rena, she ends up dating a guy by the name of John. Now, John was kind of wild. Like, Fred knew about John. And at one time, Fred saw them embracing saw john and rena his wife embracing and he Mm -hmm. walks up to his wife rena and punches her in the face so then john the mister the one that she's having an affair with Mm -hmm. beats the shit out of fred i'm not kidding yeah and so then rena would come to john all the time and be like yeah my husband's beating me and she would have a black eye she would have bruises on her face and john would go find fred and beat the shit out of him. There were just so many accounts of John beating up the husband. Fred, the serial killer. What in the world? Yeah. So the way that John describes it is that Fred loves to beat women, but mm-hmm. he doesn't have any balls to beat up an, a man. Mm. That's how he describes it. Yeah. So he just beats up people who are smaller than him pretty much in physical stature. So he would just get the shit beat out of him by this John McLaughlin or whatever his name was. Right. And at one time, John actually saw that Fred slapped Charmaine in the face because she asked for ice cream. And he got so mad that he beat the shit out of Fred in front of the whole family. I mean, like, this is a this is a tumultuous family we're talking about. Right. And then finally, something very, very scary happened. He was driving his van. Fred's driving his little ice cream van. And he sees this young boy on the road. Or I guess I should say he doesn't see the young boy on the road because he runs the young boy over and he ends up dying. So this young boy ends up dying. Right. And now the police clear Fred and they said, we assume that he didn't know the boy wasn't supposed to be on the road. This isn't Fred's fault. This isn't murder. This isn't manslaughter or vehicular manslaughter or anything like that. Right. So the police cleared him, but the locals hated him. Now, it's not really a good idea to run an entire ice cream truck business when all the locals forking hate your guts and you also killed a kid with your ice cream truck that you are trying to entice kids to come buy your ice cream. Yeah, it just wasn't going to work. So they were like, we need to move back. (laughs) We need to go back to the UK. We're going to go close to where Fred's family was. We're going to try to figure it out. So they pack up the kids, they pack up their bags and they move back to England. Now, this is when they start living in a van, right? And this was not your hashtag van life. Ooh, cute. You know, nothing like that. Like this was just a van with some blankets in the back and you've got Mm. two kids. You've got two parents living there. And Fred was just a raging, violent, aggressive person. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Rena at this point, she was like, I really miss John in Scotland. You know, the person I'm having an affair with and I just don't like it here. Mm -hmm. So she would constantly go back and forth from Scotland to England, Scotland to England, back to the van, back to Scotland, back to the van. You get it. And one time when she came back to England, she decided to bring two friends with her. Mm-hmm. So their friends' names were Isa and Anna. Now, they were both of them were unhappy in Scotland and they wanted to try finding work in England. So they get there. They all start living in the van. So in this van now, you've got the two daughters. What? You've got Fred. You've got Rena. And then you've got two of Rena's friends. That's six people in the back of just like a regular van. Like this is not no RV situation. Right. And they said it was they said it was stressful, like Fred was just getting more and more volatile, 
more unpredictable. It was hard for any of the women to find work. And he was just starting to physically and somewhat sexually assaulting Charmaine in front of everyone. So it just was not a good situation. Wait, who's Charmaine? The first daughter, his non-biological daughter. He just was off his bonkers, right? So Isa and Rina, they decide, we want to leave. We want to go back to Scotland. So they come up with this like really intense plot where they're going to call Isa's boyfriend and they're going to call John, who Rina is dating, and mm-hmm. they're going to drive from Scotland to England. They're going to pack up the kids and they're just going to get into the car and just like drive away from Fred, never look back, never come back, right? Mm-hmm. And then it happens. It happens. They come from Scotland. They're, they're like loading shit in the car. Mm-hmm. And but Fred was supposed to be at work, but he wasn't because Anna, the other friend that came with them, Rena's friend, she had become incredibly close to Fred. No. Oh, yeah. So they were like, we're going to pack up the kids, you know, and then we're going to j- jump into that car when he's at work and we're going to skedaddle. Right. Mm-hmm. But Anna had told Fred of all the plans. So he came back to the van early and a violent fight ensues. And John beats the shit out of Fred again. <laughs> and this time, Fred and Anna are holding on to the two daughters for dear life. And they said, if you ever come back, like I'm going to freaking kill you. And they threaten Rena, the, the kid's mom. So she ends up leaving. The kid's mom ends up leaving without the kids. Anna, Rena's friend, decides to stay behind. And she's like, you know, I'm going to become this like nanny for the kids. And I'm just going to become what Rena couldn't do. I'm going to be the best girlfriend for Fred. So yeah, Issa, the other friend, and Rena, the mom, they end up leaving with the other boyfriends, right? Uh Now Fred's alone with his two daughters. And Anna, who was 16 at the time, by the way. And yeah. And so she's just infatuated with Fred she would write back to Scotland to her mom and she would say mom like I met this man and we're gonna get married and he's just amazing little did her mom know that he was actually married to Rena like this is what are you talking about right and because Anna was 16 she started to really struggle looking after the girls like it just was not an easy job I mean when you're 16 I don't even know what I was doing when I was 16 but definitely not babysitting two kids right and she's like listen I just want Fred to divorce Rena she's doing everything everything she can to try to get this to happen to try to make it happen and the kids were just bopping back and forth between going from foster homes back to fred's from a foster home back to fred's Hmm. i mean it was a shit show that's when rena returns and she says i'm gonna bring the kids back to scotland and she approaches the van and she sees that anna and fred are sleeping together like they're dating they're on they're having a full-on relationship and she gets enraged and she's jealous and she in that split moment decides to steal a bunch of anna's belongings and skedaddle back to scotland so she tries to run away from the law the police end up following her the next month she was arrested convicted and given three years probation for theft yeah yeah so then she still decides to date fred so now fred this crazy dude is dating rena and dating anna like he's trying to balance out this relationship but they're not like having a polyamorous relationship where they're all like in love with each other he was just having two different girls that he's juggling and imagine how frustrating this is for poor little fred because he was just getting so upset so riled up that He had to let out his frustrations in some way or another, right? So between December and January, within a two-month span, he violently raped 
eight different women just like out on the street and they all gave the description to the police that we later find out perfectly matches fred's description but at that time nobody caught him nobody caught him he was just a nobody he wasn't even a blip on the radar and then something weird happened so you've just got a lot of weird moments in this dude's life so there was a guy by the name of robin holt and when i say guy he was a 15 year old boy and fred was working with him at the farm machinery factory so this 15 year old working and he was actually seen near fred's house before he disappeared so he just disappears one day and then about a week later he turns up and he was found half naked hanging from a tree and underneath him there were a bunch of porn magazines with nooses drawn onto the necks of all these models while they're having sex and at the time it was ruled by a suicide as a suicide because they were like this doesn't make any sense like well who would want to kill this 15 year old boy nobody really knew and nobody knew that fred was nasty like when you meet fred he seems dumb he seems obnoxious if you're a girl you probably hate him but most dudes and some girls that he wanted to impress he just seemed kind of like a jolly fellow. That's what people said. He's kind of funny. Huh. He was kind of goofy. So Fred did something to this boy? That's what people suspect because later in prison, he allegedly tells his prison inmates that he had something to do with the murder, but it hasn't been tied to him like that, like perfectly. There's right. not solid evidence. But what did he say? Like what's alleged story? Alleged story. He did some assaulting and then murdered wow. the boy. Okay. And then Anna gets pregnant. The so, 16-year-old girl? Yeah, the 16-year-old girlfriend gets pregnant. And she wrote to her mom about how excited she was, how wonderful Fred is. They're going to be living in this beautiful countryside house. But the reality of it was that they were all just living in his van. And she was raising, you know, Rena's kids. And it just was not a good, easy situation. And Fred was so desperate about Rena not finding out about the pregnancy that all of a sudden... Anne McFall goes missing. Heavily pregnant, 18-year-old Anna. She goes, she's missing. She's gone. Wait, why does he care so much about her not finding out? I don't know. I guess he really loved Rena. What? Somewhat. I don't really know. He just did not want her to find out. And so she goes missing. Nobody reported it. So her family at the time in Scotland believed that she had started this new life. You know, she was just writing to them about how happy she is. They're going to live in this nice house and that she would just forget about the old one. And it sounds a little bit crazy, right? But it's not because their family was so impoverished. So her mom um, and McFall's mom actually died of starvation. No way. Yeah. So, I mean, they just really did not have money. So people think, you know, when you get out of that situation, you probably maybe you don't want to call back. Maybe you're scared everyone's going to depend on you. So it was kind of alarming that she never wrote back to everyone. But since her last messages were so uplifting and she's starting this new beautiful life, maybe people were like, oh, okay, like she just forgot about us. So nobody reported her missing. None of her family members, nobody. And they wouldn't find her for years. But when they finally do, they found her dismembered her unborn baby was cut from her stomach and there were a couple different joints that were missing because fred has this fascination with wrist and ankle joints and he likes to keep them as a keepsake 
And then you have Mary Bastholm. So Fred moves to this caravan park and this time he goes with Rena and their relationship is like on and off. Right. So she's like kind of with the kids and then sometimes she'll live nearby in a lodging situation. Then she'll come back into the caravan, into the van with him. So with Anne gone, their relationship was kind of working, kind of not. But Fred was always interested in young girls. So that's when he meets a waitress by the name of Mary Bastholm and he would visit her at the cafe and she soon too disappeared. Appeared. Now, there was a massive search for Mary. So her parents were freaking out. The police were freaking out. They had cadaver dogs. They had search dogs. They had search and rescue teams. But she wasn't found until much later. So then at that point, Fred's mom dies. Daisy dies. And Fred gets arrested for theft. He was going through some shit emotionally. And he loses his job. And he gets a new one. Becoming a delivery driver for a local bakery. Now we enter into the scene, Rosemary Letts. Oh, shit. The other half to this serial killer duo. The apple of his eye. Truly, I don't know what to think. Now, here's one thing that I thought a lot about, which is vitamins and nutrients. There was a phase that I went through where I became a full on pharmacist and I thought that I knew what I was doing to my body. Turns out I have no idea and I don't trust myself like that. Listen, even if we try really hard to eat kale salads and drink green smoothies, we're still most likely not getting all of the essential nutrients that we need on a daily basis. That is why I'm obsessed with Ritual. I have been taking Ritual every single day. It's an obsessively researched vitamin vitamin for women well they do have a men's line now i love the fact that they are so crazy about the research that goes into the vitamin rituals essentials have the nutrients most of us aren't getting enough from food in all of their clean absorbable forms there's no shady additives there's no ingredients that can do more harm to your body than good and you just take these two easy to take capsules that provide nine nutrients that you need to support a strong foundation for your health every single day it's the best way that i like to to start my morning and also if you guys have a sensitivity sometimes i get nausea from different types of capsules this is like a no nausea pill they even put like a mint tab in every bottle to keep it completely just minty fresh and if you guys are like me i'm an obsessive vitamin label reader all of rituals products are vegan friendly sugar-free non-gmo gluten-free and allergen-free ingredients and their sources are out there for the whole world to see i love that transparency and a subscription is super easy to start and it's easy to snooze and it's only a dollar a day to have all the essential nutrients that your body needs delivered to you every single month no strings attached my fiance just started the men's one recently he's been taking it every single day loves it better health doesn't have to happen overnight and right now ritual is offering you guys my listeners 10% off during your first three months Fill in the gaps with your diet. Support a healthy foundation for your body. That's ritual.com slash rotten to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash rotten. So that's when he became a delivery driver for a local bakery. Fred was really delivering the dough. And he just recently had a breakup with Rena, which I mean, I really don't think that's saying much because they were constantly on and off. So it didn't seem like it was like unofficial. We're getting divorced. This is finally over, right? Mm -hmm. And that's when he's delivering to a local restaurant where he meets 
Rosemary Letts. We're going to call her Rose for the rest of today's video, but she is the other half to Fred and Rose's House of Horrors. And she was 15 at the time. She just immediately catches his eye. He waits for her after the cafe is closed. She walks to the bus stop. He's harassing her at the bus stop like, please, let me take you out on a date. She turned him down twice, but then finally was like, OK, fine, let's meet up at a pub. And Fred tells Rose that he's a single dad just raising some kids by himself. You know what I mean? Like, so sad. Ooh, give me some sympathy like it's so hard raising two daughters by myself my wife abandoned me is mm. what he told her right mm -hmm. and rose was just infatuated she was like what so she starts skipping work and prostituting for fred so she would stay at fred's place like his van and he would just bring men over she would sleep with him most of the times in front of fred and she would watch over fred's kids Oh, yeah and then finally she was like i want you to meet my parents like fred i think you're the one for me i want you to meet my mom i want you to meet my dad and he goes over he meets rose Lett's family and let me tell you he lies about having an ice cream empire he says i've got a fleet of ice cream trucks i'm an established man i'm a successful man and his parents just kind of saw right through it they were like you're obviously lying like you sound like an idiot this is nasty so they tell rose like you've got to break up with him we're not gonna let you see him you're not an adult yet it's not happening now why would rose still want to be with fred right, right. i mean she sounds so normal up until this point like she's just working at a cafe didn't really know what's going on she got taken advantage of by some old dude what's going on so let me tell you about rose let's childhood um she was number five out of seven kids to her dad who was a war veteran in the navy and her mom whose name is coincidentally also daisy right Huh. Same as Fred's mom. Not the same woman, though. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> Sorry, lots of incest in this one. It gets a little weird. She lived um, from the outside, I guess. The family seemed really perfect and it seemed beautiful, seemed just clean all the time. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the opposite of Fred's family. They just seemed well put together. But that just wasn't the case behind. Daisy, the mom, Rose's mom, she was depressed. And when she was pregnant with Rose, she was actually receiving electroconclusive treatment, like electrotherapy. Like she was getting shocked. She was getting chained up to a bed. Yeah, back in the day, it was wild. I think they still do it, but not as much. But she was getting electrocuted on her temples while she was heavily pregnant. I don't even think oh, you can get an x-ray, like a dental x-ray if you're pregnant. But she was like, yeah, give me that electricity, doc. So she was just getting electrocuted. And her last treatment was a couple days before Rose was born. So nobody knows if this has any side effects to why Rose came out the way that she did. Nobody's really certain, right? And so Rose enters in and she gets birthed. And when she was first born, it was kind of the same situation as Fred, where everyone was just like, that is the most beautiful baby that I've ever seen before, which is insane. Because have you guys seen newborn babies? They look like aliens. But they're like, no, this is the most beautiful baby, right? But she was a little bit odd. So Rose as a baby, she would have two very strange habits. The first thing would be that she would rock her head back and forth like for hours, like not her body. So like people rock their body as like a like a soothing motion, I guess. Mm. Right. But oh. she would just like rock her head like right to left, right to left. Just look, 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 look. Like, like shaking her head. Yeah, like shaking her head. No. 
but like really fast and she would almost be like in a trance like state when she does it and everyone's like okay this is a little bit weird and then at night she would routinely bash her head into her crib like she would just like to bang her head which is something (laughs) that like infants don't do maybe like a toddler throwing a tantrum but like infants aren't just born out of the womb like let me bash this thing i don't know what it is anymore or yet let me just bash it like i don't they just don't do that right and so growing up i mean these things kind of just stuck with her so when she was in middle school she would just rock her head back and forth and people thought it was really strange Mm. she didn't have a lot of friends the one word that people described her with was unintelligent Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> and the dad was really making their lives hard. So the dad, he was a war veteran. He was diagnosed with schizophrenia, but he also had OCD. Oh. So he would constantly inspect the children's hands and their hair. And if there was even a speck of dirt, he would go into a rage and beat the shit out of all of his kids and his wife included. He would soak the carpets in bleach. And if there was a speck of dirt, he would beat the shit out of everyone. Wow. Yeah. And the mom, she wasn't allowed to talk to any of her neighbors. She wasn't allowed to have any contact outside the house. And if she did, he would beat her. Like he was so paranoid about her having an affair that she wasn't even allowed to talk to like a grocery store clerk. Wow. It was insane. And then Rose becomes a teenager. And that's when the incest starts. So, yeah. So the dad, he was obsessed with his oldest daughter, Patricia. And he would routinely rape Patricia until she just like had enough. She was like, I can't do it anymore. So she ends up leaving the house and all of his attention falls towards his second oldest daughter, which was Rose. So he starts just raping Rose and Rose believed it to be normal. Like the way that he would brainwash her. She believed that this is how loving families behave. Like she believed behind closed doors, all families do this. She had no idea that this was incest. She thought it was normal. She thought it's almost like your parents teaching you how to do your ABCs. It's also your parents teaching you how to have sex by having sex with you. Yeah. And so then she would um, continue on the abuse by molesting her own younger brothers. And this was when she was young. And then she did it? Yeah. So Rose would start molesting her younger brothers while she was getting molested by her dad. And she just was a little bit um, strange. So she would kind of walk around the house nude, like deliberately. So from all accounts that I can read, it seems like Rose was very, very... um, I don't even know how to like Mm. she would just walk around naked, but in a deliberate manner, not just like, oh, my God, I didn't know you guys were home, but just Mm -hmm. like walk to the breakfast table while everyone's eating cereal, just butt naked in like a kind of like a saw tree, like a, you know, I don't know. It's just not something that most teens would ever do. But again, you have to realize that she was abused and then there was the electrotherapy while she was in the womb. Right. We don't really know. And so at Rosemary at school, she didn't really fit in. She was overweight and she got bullied for it. And then she became the bully and everyone was so scared of Rosemary. They were like, this bitch is crazy. Like she will beat you up if you ever even look at her sideways. Like people were terrified of Rose at school. They were like, we thought that we were just going to bully her because she's new, but we can't because she's going to bully us. So people were very terrified of her. And then her parents get divorced. She goes on to live with her dad and her mom just, 
I mean, the mom was weird, right? So at one point she did live with the mom and then she's molesting the brother. She tried to even seduce Patricia's husband. So her older sister's mm-hmm. husband, she tried yeah. to seduce. It didn't end up working. She goes back to live with her dad. And that's when she became a waitress while she was having sex with her father. So she's doing this waitressing job. She's 15 now and her mom comes back to live with the dad too later on because she just did not have enough money to support herself, right? Mm -hmm. So like the family's back together. She's still having sex with her dad and she's a waitress. Now that's when she meets Fred. So that I just catch you up on speed, right? Because Rose sounded so normal, right? From Fred's perspective. Yeah. But it gets a little bit wild. So at 16 years old, Rose becomes pregnant with Fred's baby. And the parents wanted her to have an abortion. And she was not having it. She was like, this is my baby. You can't tell me what to do. And so they decide to disown her. And she lives with Fred. So she moves in with Fred. And she starts pretending to like have this just like fake house. Like fake family life. Like she's pretending to be this doodle caretaker of Fred's two other daughters that are not her biological children and she just wasn't gonna last like her patience was running thin she was like I don't like these kids I don't even why am I pretending like I give a fuck about Charmaine and Anne Marie I don't even care about them like I think they're a waste of time I don't like that they're hanging out with their dad I want to hang out with Fred like she was kind of one of those people right Mm -hmm. and Charmaine in particular really really did not get along with Rose so Charmaine was known for being incredibly independent so she's the type of kid where if you yell at her or if you even spank her she's not gonna immediately be like okay like I'm so sorry I won't do it again right like Mm -hmm. I was that little bitch most of the time right Mm -hmm. she was the type that she wouldn't even change her facial expression And Rose didn't like that. Rose was like, if I beat the shit out of you, you should be nice to me because you're scared of me. And that was kind of what Anne Marie was doing. Right. And then finally, Rose gives birth to Heather. This was Rose's first daughter. This was Fred and Rose's first kid. Mm -hmm. Also. Well, I do have to mention that there is speculation that this was actually a product of incest between Rose and her father. But there is no evidence. We don't know for sure. This is just talk of the town. Right. Wow. Now, social services really did a number on this one. They just let so many things slip through the crap crap (laughs) the crack because they should have monitored her so the way that it worked in the uk is that you know she's 16 just had a daughter she's also a caretaker of two older children Mm -hmm. the social services should be checking up with her and monitoring her to make sure that these kids aren't in danger but for some reason like she just slipped through the cracks of the system and nobody ever followed up with her like she gave birth to her kid and social services never followed up which is not what they're supposed to do And then Fred gets arrested to make matters worse. He gets charged with theft. He's jailed for six and a half months. And now Rose is all alone. 16 year old Rose is completely alone with these three kids and she has no money and no support. Like she's got nobody. Right. And that's when her sadistic punishments just started getting worse on the children. She would uh, she would tell the girls like, I can't wait for Rena to come pick you guys up so that I don't have to take care of you bitches anymore. She would say things like that. She would, she would, I mean, she just, it was bad. So to the two, two, two other kids. Yeah. So, I mean, her kid was an infant at the time and Charmaine ends up actually visiting the hospital during this six and a half month period while Fred's in jail. And she had a nasty puncture wound on her ankle, which is not normal. Like that's not a really, it's not like you have a rash from falling off your bike. Like it's just a really random 
replacement for an injury, right? And so the hospital, their alarm bells should have gone off. But Rose was like, oh, no, this is like an accident inside the house. Like she tripped and she fell and it's going to be okay. Social services was yet again never informed about this or they never followed up on this. So every time you go to the hospital in most countries and your kid has an injury that's a little bit suspicious, Mm. they alert social services. You won't even know that they've alerted them most of the time. But if you're like, oh, like my kid has a broken rib cage from uh, falling on a coffee table, they're going to be like, oh, really? But there's like no glass on your kid. It's just weird, right? So social services never went to check up on them. And that's when something really bad happened. So Rosemary, during this time, she would send passionate letters to Fred in prison. Very sexual, passionate, charged letters. And it was always signed from your ever-worshipping wife. What the? Yeah, which was also very weird because he was still legally married to Rena and she was not his wife, technically. And Charmaine goes to visit Fred at prison with Rena and all the kids, right? And this was about a week or two before his release was the last time Charmaine visited the prison. And uh-huh. then she disappeared. She went missing. Charmaine is the... The daughter of Rena and the Asian bus driver. The oldest kid. Yeah, the oldest. She just disappears. Now, everyone, of course, when you have a kid that just disappears, they're going to start asking questions. So all the neighbors are like, what happened to little Charmaine? And she said, well, Charmaine's mom came and took her back to Scotland. That's what she tells the school. She says, listen, Charmaine's dropping out of the school because she's going back to Scotland. Uh Now, schools, again, usually they follow up with stuff like this because if their file is not requested by another school it's a little bit weird yeah i mean it's just odd but their file was never requested but the school didn't give a fork never reported this and that's when fred gets released from jail and rose tells fred that she murdered charmaine and he helps her dispose of her body so they had this little like apartment and right outside they have this tiny little garden where they dug a shallow grave and they put dismembered parts of charmaine into that grave Wow. He wasn't upset? Yeah. I mean, he kept her wrist, toe, ankle bones as keepsakes. Very weird. We can assume that at this time, he confessed to Rosemary about Mary Botham and pregnant Anne, who he had murdered. The two girls he had murdered. So now they're joined in this secret pact of, you know, you're a murderer, I'm a murderer, we're dating, this is kind of cool, like nobody else in the world can get us, you know, nobody else can understand you like I do because I too am a murderer. You know, Mm -hmm. how many people do you meet on Tinder that's a murderer? I would say too many. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Right? Like, it's just they started sharing these secrets and it led to what we thought was going to be a beautiful marriage. Right? But not really. So months later, Rose takes Heather and leaves Fred and goes back to her parents' house. And she says, I can't do it anymore. Like, you guys were right. I'm so sorry. Like, please take me back. And her dad is like, listen, you made your bed. You lie in it. Like, we're not letting you back inside the house. You take your kid and you go be with Fred because that's who you wanted to be with. I don't know. She's got in a fight? Yeah, and her dad comes up later in the story. It's really weird, too. So then Fred goes up to her and is like, listen, by tonight, if you're not home, I'm going to have a new woman in my bed. 
And she just was triggered by that. So she went back to Fred and they just started living this life together. And Rena comes back from Scotland one day and she's like, wait a second. Like, where's Charmaine? Like, Anne Marie's here. But where the fork is my daughter, Charmaine? And she was so confused and she was so stressed out that she even went to Fred's childhood house to ask like all of his siblings, like, hey, have you guys seen my daughter, Charmaine? Right. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? No, we haven't. And so she goes back to Fred and he's like, listen, I will take take you to see Charmaine don't worry okay I've got our baby I'm gonna take you to see her let's go to the bar first because I want to get drunk first okay Okay. so then they go to the pub Rena gets wasted drunk he takes Rena his wife back into his car he assaults her with a metal pipe because they found um, a small piece of pipe still inside of her when they found her body later she was strangled afterwards he takes the corpse back to the house that he shares with Rose and he dismembers his wife, bags her up and buries her in the same field that he did. Anne, which was his pregnant girlfriend from a while back. Where are they buried? Just like in a field. Oh, not, not at the house. No. Yeah. Nobody reported Rena missing Rose and Fred. They get married. It was at the same office that he got married to Rena. He marries Rose. They presume their life is normal. They go on a honeymoon. Now their honeymoon is also weird because apparently it was a threesome honeymoon. So they had invited this bisexual woman to stay with them the entire time. The reason I say bisexual woman is because that was how she was described. Her identity and her whereabouts are unknown. So we don't know if she's dead. We don't even know who she is. But people say that there was a blonde bisexual girl that was just with them the whole time. Hmm. But nobody knows. And this is such a big case that people thought that if she was alive or if something had happened to her, she would come forward. Mm -hmm. Or I guess maybe she just doesn't want to. We don't know. When they get back, they move into Cromwell Street, 25 Cromwell Street. This was a nice three-story townhome with a garage, a basement, and most of the locals were students because most of the houses had been converted into apartments nearby. So it was Mm -hmm. just a lot of students. And that's where Rose starts becoming a prostitute inside of their wonderful home that they had just rented together and inside of this room they called it rose's room Mm -hmm. they had these tiny little holes all over the place and fred would look through them from the next rooms over he would just watch her have sex with men with women with anyone really that bought her services their two daughters anna and heather Anne Marie mm-hmm. and Heather, they would be exposed to all of this sexual activity. Like they would literally see Rose having sex with random people and they didn't do anything to cover it up. What do you mean they didn't do anything like, to cover it? The up? adults weren't like, oh, like. Oh, okay. So they you know, didn't care about the kids. They didn't care. Like even Fred right. and Rose would literally just have sex in front of the kids. Right. Wow. And it was just like, what? So they also decided to rent out some of the rooms to help pay for the rent. So they had what was called like a lodging system. So they would have these people like more like an Airbnb, let's say less of a sublet situation. So they would just stay for like a couple days at a time. And Rose would routinely have sex with most of them. Like they weren't even paying for her services. Like she would just have sex with them. And Fred would just watch them. It was very weird. And that's when she gave birth to her second daughter by the name of May. We believe that this is Fred's biological daughter, but we don't know. So during this time period, Rose is going to give birth to eight kids and eight kids. Yes. And at least at the very least, three of them were her clients kids. They were not Fred's kids. 
Wow. Yeah, but Fred would just tell everyone like, you know, they look mixed or they look darker than my complexion because my great grandmother was black. That was his response. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm in shock, too. Yeah. He would just be like, yeah, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then Rose would constantly brag about like, listen, no man and no woman can ever satisfy Rosemary Letts. She was just so proud of the fact that she just was super sexually active, I guess, like just constantly having sex with everyone. I mean, she just felt like nobody could do it. She was especially rough with women. So when she was having sex with men, yeah, there was a little bit of BDSM involved. But when it came to having sex with women, Rose was aggressive. She was really scary. Like she would choke them and she would grab. She would intentionally buy incredibly large toys like just massive you would look at it and you start wincing because you're like ow ew no right like she would purposely buy those and then force them into women and then when they would scream or shout with pain or be like no i don't really want to do that she would say aren't you woman enough to take it and then she would just do it like she would just assault them it was just so weird and then fred would just constantly look through these peepholes they would place baby monitors inside of rosa's room so that he could listen from anywhere inside the house because he loved listening to her and it was like a real christian gray situation because the only key into this room was worn on a necklace around rosa's neck And they also had like a light outside the room, like, you know, those like filming lights. That's like when it says do not disturb and it Mm -hmm. is red because they're filming inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is so gross. Yeah, it was like a whole operation. They also had a very large collection of things to look at. So they had bondage. They had restraining devices. They had sex toys. They also had magazines. And most of their porn and magazines were either child pornography or they really liked bestiality, which means animals having sex with humans. Oh, my God. Yeah. I do want to mention something. You know, sometimes everything these days seems so dark, seems so grim. Sometimes these stories seem dark and grim. Sometimes the news seems so dark and grim, right? And how do we balance that out with our lives right now? And I feel like at one point it was really interfering with my happiness and preventing me from achieving any of my goals. And that's why I've been obsessed with BetterHelp. BetterHelp is amazing because it's not a crisis line. It's also not self-help. It's professional counseling that's done securely online. So what they do is they assess your needs and they match you with your own licensed professional therapist that you can actually start talking to in under 48 hours and the best part about this is that they cover a broad range of expertise and it's available for clients worldwide so it doesn't matter where you are maybe you're studying abroad maybe in your local area you don't have a ton of therapists that you're clicking with this can be done online from anywhere you just log into your account anytime send a message to your counselor and you get a timely and thoughtful response you can actually schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you never really have to go through that like sitting in the uncomfortable waiting room like oh my god like what if my neighbor walks in what if we have the same therapist like that's gonna be awkward i don't know how to feel about that and it's great at facilitating great therapeutic matches and if you don't click with your therapist it's okay like that happens not everyone's gonna click with everyone even if they're amazing therapists it's easy and it's free to change counselors if it's needed and it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available better help wants you to start living a happier life today you can also visit their 
websites and read their testimonials that are posted on a daily basis. Literally, they have over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. So if you guys are interested, my rotten mangoers, you guys can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash rotten. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash rotten. Yeah, they would just be very into weird stuff. Now, remember when I said Rose's dad, the one that had been raping her since she was young, he comes back into the frame. He comes back into the picture, right? He finds out that Rose has been prostituting from her house with her kids. Mm -hmm. And he barges in to become a client. Oh my yeah. god. So then Rose's dad p- keeps coming over to the house oh as a god. client Disgusting. now. Yeah. And that continues on. Later on, he actually is a client of one of their kids. It gets weird. One so, of their kids? Yeah. This was the ex Navy or? Yeah. The one oh. with OCD and schizophrenia. Not that that excuses any of his behaviors. I'm just, yeah. So then she, you know, like I said, has eight children during this time. I mean, there's kind of spaced out. So keep that in mind. Now, Rose is in kind of in charge of everything. Like she takes care of all the money. She brings in the money and Fred goes to work and he just hands over all the money when he gets home. He's like, babe, this is how much I made today. Gives her the cash. She's in charge of all of that. And Rose is the one that beats the kids. Like you literally, she was insane. She would give these little list of rules to her kids you have to do these chores on time you have to do it like this you have to do everything like this you can't talk to anyone outside of this house unless we are present or she will beat the shit out of you and her nine kids total over the course of however long this was going on they had 31 different hospital visits all suspicious accidents social services was never called like that (laughs) She would do this thing where she would lightly stab the children on the chest. Like she would get a dull knife, make the other kids hold the kid down. And then she would just kind of like, like make pin marks with a knife, like acupuncture, but with a steak knife. And still like the the hospital did not alert social services. And imagine like these kids were probably only taken to the hospital the 31 times in really dire situations. Like they're not going to be taken for a little bruise cut scrape here and there. Right. And Rose would even beat the shit out of Fred. What? She would beat the shit out of Fred. Yeah. Remember how Fred would beat the shit out of all these women? No, Rose was beating the shit out of Fred to the point where one time Fred was so scared of her that he ran all the way upstairs, slammed the door shut because Rose was following Fred with a knife in her hand, just screaming like, I'm going to kill you. And he slams the door shut. She throws the knife into the door and it got stuck on the door. Like it went through the door, but it was stuck on the door right Uh so because of like physics and all that shit i don't know i'm not that intelligent her hand slips from the handle down to the blade because she's pulling Uh the knife in with such force that three of her fingers were almost severed off almost severed off and all she did was calmly look at her hand and say now look what you've done fella now you gotta take me to the hospital And they just went to the hospital together. Like she is so scary. I'm scared of her. And that's when all of the assaults start happening to Anne-Marie. This is Rena, Catherine Rena's child with Fred. 
Right. So this is not Rose's biological kid. Not that it makes it any better or anything. But Fred starts raping Anne-Marie. And she was only eight years old when all of the assaults started happening. They would bring her down to the basement and tell her how lucky she is to have these loving parents. And only loving parents do this with their kids. He assaulted her. He brainwashed her into believing it was completely normal. While Rose would encourage him on the sidelines. And there would just be a lot of weird stuff like they would do. Like they would like tie her up to furniture before fred would come and assault her and this was mainly rose like rose would be the one that's like let me tie you up to a table and then fred would come down and assault his daughter and then rose would make her wear like use toys while she was cleaning the house in like a mini skirt like she's eight okay i'm getting stressed out So this was all Rose, it seemed, right? And at 13 years old, when Anne-Marie, from 8 to 13 years old, she was abused by her parents. At 13, she started taking in clients as a prostitute inside their house. They would lie to the clients and claim that Anne-Marie is 16 years old, but she was actually 13. And Rose would stay with her while she would have sex with these clients to make sure that Anne-Marie doesn't tell them that she's not 16, that she's actually 13, and she's being forced into doing all of this. And then at 15 years old, she became pregnant with Fred's kid. So Fred impregnated his daughter with his grandchild. And Rose just kind of hated her during this pregnancy. I mean, she was just jealous that she I mean, I don't even I don't even understand. I don't know if she was jealous that this was a daughter, like a Cinderella story, like the daughter from another woman type of situation. Or if she was jealous because he was she was pregnant with. I don't do you see what I mean? Like, I don't know why she was jealous. I don't know which. Yeah. Or like if it was a mix of it. I don't really know. And she had an epitoxy dick pregnancy which means she had a very painful pregnancy that didn't follow through she ended up losing her baby really late into her pregnancy which is very painful and rose brought her home after the hospital and just kind of beat her stomach up for no reason just was like i'm mad at you so let me beat up your stomach And then in comes Caroline Owens. So Caroline Owens was a 17-year-old who was hitchhiking in the nearby area. She decided to get picked up by the West, who had offered her a job as a nanny. They said, listen, why don't you come to our house? Like, why are you hitchhiking? And Caroline was like, listen, I don't like my stepdad. I want a job. So they said, we have a job. You can be our nanny. You can live with us. You can live in our house together, and we will pay you, and we will even drive you to go visit your mom every Tuesday. So she's like, you know what? That sounds good. So Caroline Owens packs up her stuff and she moves in into the West's house right and Rose was really obsessed with Caroline like she just had this thing for Caroline and Caroline was getting really tired she was like listen Rose I already told you I have a boyfriend I'm not into women and I'm also just like you're my employer like I'm just here to work you know I don't Rose likes her likes her and she was like, I don't, I just, please, just please stop, right? And one month into it, she decided to let the West know, I don't think this is going to work out. I think I'm just going to go back home. Don't worry about it. I'll have my stuff packed up within like the next two days and I'm going to skedaddle. And so that night she ends up going to her boyfriend's house. Caroline goes to her boyfriend's house because she was like, oh God, this was such an awkward conversation. I'm going to just go to my boyfriend's house, hang out with him and then come home later, right? Mm-hmm. And they decide to pick her up from her boyfriend's house and they were like, listen, just get in the car. Like, we just want to apologize. We we feel so bad for everything that's happened and like you should have just told us we would have stopped hating on you you know rose just thinks you're pretty blah 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 so of course she was like you know that's really sweet of you thank you so she gets into the car and they're driving back to the west house and rose goes to the back seat she comes from the front seat to the back seat and now she's sitting next to caroline 
Mm-hmm. And she starts like grabbing her boobs. So Caroline's like, okay, like you literally just said, sorry, I'm not trying to do this right now. And Fred, as he's driving, he keeps aggressively asking her, did you have sex with your boyfriend tonight? And she's like, why are you asking me this? Like, what is wrong with you guys? So yeah. Fred gets mad because she's not answering the question. And he looks over at her and punches her in the face, knocks her unconscious. They tie her up. They bring her into the house and they sexually assault her all night now at one point fred i mean i don't know why this is important but it was in like all the articles that i researched it was even on wikipedia which is weird right at one point fred looks at her down there area caroline's and says her clitoris is unusual and then he whipped her with the belt because her clitoris is unusual like what what yeah i don't understand the mentality like they're so depraved and so then rose assaults her too smothers her with a pillow chokes her a little bit and then fred was excited because the next day he wanted to invite all of his friends to have a go at caroline owens and then somewhere along that timeline before the friends arrived they asked her like do you want to be our nanny again (laughs) and she's like yeah i would love to so she starts vacuuming the house and then finally she's like oh yeah we should go to the like laundry because we we have so much laundry so rose is like you know what you're such a good nanny that's a good idea so they grab all their laundry they grab the kids laundry and rose and caroline go to the local laundry mat right uh-huh. and that's when she just starts booking it she escapes caroline was playing this card right she runs and yeah. runs and runs she goes back home and her mom's like what's wrong like you're all banged up you're all bruised like you're you seem weird you seem stressed what's going on and she was so she didn't tell her mom anything until her mom oh was like you have gosh. to tell me yeah. so she tells her mom everything the mom goes to the police and rose and fred get arrested for assault indecent assault actual bodily harm and rape okay now the trial caroline was too traumatized to testify in court and with situations like this where there's so much evidence i mean yeah the testimony really really matters but I feel like, you know, a good prosecutor could work their way around it. Something like this. Right. But they didn't. So the West, both of them received just a 25 pound fine each. So a total of 50 pounds. Are you kidding me? This was so shocking that Caroline actually tried to commit suicide when she found out what the courts did. Thankfully, it wasn't successful and she lived afterwards, but it just was a lot. And you would think that this would kind of shake them up, right, for almost being caught for their dirty deeds. But they actually made a promise to each other at this point that they would never get caught ever again. And that's when Rose became pregnant with baby number three. Linda, Linda Goff is also another live-in permanent nanny that they hired and she was also found inside of their home. Her body was buried in their garage. Her jaw Her skull had been completely wrapped in surgical tape. There was two small tubes found in her nose when they autopsied her later on. So they think it was probably to help her breathe, which means she was probably beaten on the face a lot to the point where her nose couldn't direct airflow without the help of like some tubes in her nose. There was also long knotted fabric where her body was found, which means like the police are speculating that most of the victims were suspended in the air. I don't know what it is with these sadistic killers. This was evident in the Junko case as well, where Mm -hmm. they like to suspend people in the air like fucking Cirque du Soleil. Like, I don't understand. 
Mm, I don't see. get it. I don't get it at all. So she was suspended in the air. Linda died and the police are still to this day unsure if she died from all of the torture or if she died because Fred was like, I don't want her to escape, you know, or we're done with her. So let's kill her. Right. Mm-hmm. She was dismembered. She was decapitated, buried under their garage. And Linda's mom came looking for her and she knocks at the West House and she's like, hello, where's my daughter, Linda? She said she got a job here as a full time nanny. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And she saw that rose was wearing linda's slippers and she's like why are you wearing my daughter's slippers she also saw that linda's clothes were drying on the clothing rack so she's like why are my daughter's clothes here and the couple sit her down and they say listen linda's mom we actually you know we released linda she ran away because she hit our daughter and we saw it and so she was like so scared that we were going to press charges that she just left everything and just ran out of the house we haven't seen her since and did linda's mom say Linda's mom still kept looking. She didn't believe them, but there was nothing she could do. There was no evidence. Wow. And then Caroline Ann Cooper would be another victim. She was 15 years old. She was a troubled kid. So her mom had recently died and her dad was just going through it. Like her dad was not being a dad for her. Her dad was so depressed that his wife had just died. And she went to go watch a movie with her boyfriend. And she was waiting for the bus to take her to her grandma's house. Because she was like, I must just stay with my grandma for a while. And she gets picked up by the West. They suspend her in the air. They sexually abuse her. She was dismembered and she was buried in their basement then you have 21 year old lucy partington she was from an upper middle class good family she was actually an exeter student both of her parents were super well educated she was a devoted catholic see like with a lot of the other victims you have Mm -hmm. a lot of people who didn't report them missing and you have a lot of police who didn't spend a lot of resources on them Mm -hmm. which is really sad but if i mean if you guys are familiar with true crime it's like the nasty reality of what is happening in the world right and because lucy partington was part of an upper middle class family and she was an exeter college student Mm -hmm. i mean police spent a lot of money looking for her and there was just no way that they would ever be like hey this random house is gonna have lucy partington's grave in there right Mm -hmm. um but we can speculate that she was picked up by fred and rosemary and here's the crazy thing they started doing this thing where they would bring their kids along in the car when they were looking for next victims because victims would trust kids. Yeah. They dismembered her. Um, Fred actually ended up going to the hospital for this because as he was dismembering Lucy's body, he was using a very cheap kitchen knife and he ended up cutting his hand and he went to the hospital and there's record of that. So she wasn't found for a while and they start setting up the house. So during all of these murders, they still had tenants living in their house. They had set it up that downstairs, the main floor, like the ground floor was the family area. That's where Fred and Rosemary would sleep. And then the kids bedrooms were away in the basement, like half of the basement was the kids and then the other half was like their little torture chamber they would also have the upstairs fully accommodated to fit seven tenants at a time and no so nobody knew well the tenants did say we heard some noises but Mm -hmm. fred and rosemary always talked about home improvement projects like they thought they were fucking property brothers like chip and joanna Gaines. like they just Yeah, they were always doing some DIYs. So they were like, oh, that sounds like some DIYs that Fred's doing. And then, you know, Fred and Rose, they they look like smelly people. So the tenants said, you know, there was kind of a smell, but we weren't going to be rude and be like, what's that smell? Right. And Fred looked a little smelly. So, of course, they're like, oh, well, of course, Fred would smell the way he looks. And that was about it. They just really didn't know. And they gave birth to another baby, Stephen West. So lots of babies going on. Then there was Teresa. 
She was a Switzerland-born 21-year-old college student. She was hitchhiking. She was also buried in their basement. Um, Her family was just reporting her missing just nonstop from Switzerland. They tried to come to the UK, tried to search. Mm -hmm. There's just no way to connect them, though. Yeah. And then you have Shirley Hubbard. She was 15. She was also buried in the cellar, the basement. And hers was a little bit different because there was a lot of extreme bondage found in her grave. There was also Juanita Mott, who was 18 years old. Um, then you have Shirley Robinson. This one was a little bit different. This was the one victim who there was no evidence of sexual torture involved. So she was an 18-year-old and she was a tenant. So she was a lodger at one point And she started developing a relationship with Fred and Rosemary. So she was having sex with both of them. So this was like a thruple. This was like a threesome couple, right? And she became pregnant with Fred's baby. And this was around the same time that Rose was pregnant with a baby so Mm -hmm. rose gives birth to a baby that was obviously not fred's baby so the minute that she gives birth because rose gave birth first she's like that's not fred's baby and that kind of drove her to get so jealous that shirley was pregnant with fred's baby while she was pregnant with like she just gave birth to a client's baby she was like how are you gonna have fred's baby and i gave birth to somebody else's baby right Uh so she was getting so jealous that she made fred strangle shirley kill her and then she cut out the baby from the womb and they buried her in the backyard buried them both buried them both yeah so the police later found shirley's skull and they also found a tiny baby's skull and they buried them in the backyard because the basement was so full of graves So they started burying in the backyard. And this one was a very brutal murder. So Shirley was dismembered. She was frenziedly dismembered, which means like the cuts on the bones were just kind of frantic, like like in a weird state of like craziness rather than the other ones that were like taking their time of like, okay, let's get these cuts done. Right. And she was scalped. Like her scalp was ripped from her skull. She, you know, her baby was taken out. There was no sexual torture. This genuinely seemed like just pure jealousy and not so much. Yeah, not so much of their weird sexual sadistic torture that they were doing. And then they had Allison Chambers, who was a 15-year-old girl who was also murdered in a very similar way. Now, this is where all the family starts to fall apart. Anne-Marie, she turns 16 years old, and she's like, I am so freaking done with this. So she leaves the house. She's like, I'm never coming back. Like, I hate you all, right? So she leaves. Now, that means Fred starts raping his second eldest daughter. This is Rosemary and Fred's biological daughter, Heather. Uh-huh. The first biological kid that she gave birth to, right? Yes. Heather, Fred starts raping her and Rosemary is just encouraging it. And meanwhile, he's doing that. She has two more children that are not Fred's kids. And the Heather kind of tells someone at school that she her parents beat her and they're just a little bit weird. And her parents get so mad at her. So she kind of like sets up this plan that she's going to find a job and she's going to run away. Right. But she ends up not being able to find a job. And she just keeps getting raped. They end up killing her. They dismember. Rose helps kill her own baby now. Oh, my. God, there's just no limit to this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's nuts. Like, it's one thing. Okay, first of all, I don't even like saying that. But, you know, with Charmaine, I can see how evil Rose is. But it's like, you know, it's like a Cinderella story almost. Like, not in a fun way, but the other kid yeah, that's yeah. not yours, right? But <laughs> this is her baby. Yeah. 
they put her into like a trash bin for a little bit before they bury her, which is something that really stuck oh, with a man. lot of people because how do you do that to your kid? And it's, I mean, they, she's like in her teenage years at this point. She was 17 at the time, I believe. And Fred even asks his son to help dig him a grave in the back because he wants to install a koi fish pond in the backyard. So the son gets excited and he starts helping dig a hole in the backyard. Later, he finds out that it was a hole for his sister. So the sons have no idea. The kids had no idea. What? Some of the kids even stay with the parents later. It's weird. Yeah. So, I mean, the one thing that they did do, though, was that Fred would always make the kids watch porn with him. So, like, family movie night, but it was just porn. And that's when, when Heather was dead, they decided to torture May, which is the next eldest daughter, another biological daughter. And he would grope her he never raped may and he would she was just fierce like she did everything she could to make sure that he did not rape her right and he decided because may wouldn't let him have sex with her it's because she was a lesbian and he started bullying her for being gay he's like i can't believe i have a gay daughter What? and rose would just giggle yeah she ends up getting married um leaving the house later we find out that may was actually raped by fred's brother when she was five years old but that's we'll get back to that right so then the next eldest daughter was louise which was fred's next target she was actually taken out of school by the parents because they didn't want her to tell anybody about what was happening to her so they would rape her they would sodomize her and rose watched at least on at least one occasion like watch the whole thing go down and when louise she's just shaken up like she just got assaulted she ran to the bathroom crying shaking bleeding Mm -hmm. and rose went to her her mom went to her and said well what did you expect i don't even know what that means so that's when Louise goes to the police and she lets them know that she is being assaulted by her dad. So the police, I mean, this is a shit show. They start investigating. Now, at this point, it had been years. So the West, they were no longer prostituting. They didn't have any tenants inside their house. Rose had briefly moved out of the house at one point because she was having an affair with someone else. And it looked like their relationship was just falling apart. Fred and Rosemary's, right? Mm-hmm. And the police are alerted about this and they start investigating. So they search the house and they find out okay yes we do believe that louise was being assaulted by her own father like look at all the kids and some of the kids even said things like yeah whenever louise would fight back they would constantly say hey do you want to be buried in the backyard like heather but they would all giggle so the parents would giggle so none of the kids thought she was actually in the backyard right Uh they were always told that she ran away yeah so they were just like, okay, that's like such a weird thing to say. Uh-huh. So all the kids get taken to social services and both of the parents are charged for rape. Now, Rose was released earlier. She got bail because hers was like encouragement of rape or something like that. It was a lesser sentence mm-hmm. or a lesser charge. And she went to go visit Fred while he was in the hospital because I think he was sick about something. Mm-hmm. And that's when everyone said she was so lovey-dovey. It was like watching a couple of teenagers just so obsessed with each other. So people either speculate, A, this like weird conviction charge of people finding out that they're incestuous and rapists and stuff made their relationship spicy. Really? Or Rose was manipulating Fred so that he wouldn't say that she was involved. 
so yeah. I, f- I feel like the second one is yeah. very correct right and all the kids they i mean it was just intense like they were torn on do they testify do they not testify right uh-huh the children end up getting taken away. So any of the kids that were young enough to be under the custody of the parents were taken away. And Rosemary didn't ever try to get her kids back. Instead, she was like, hey, Fred, let's just get pregnant again. So they keep trying for another baby. Thankfully, she doesn't end up getting pregnant. Thank the lords. Now, they think that they get away with it because the kids end up not testifying. So they're like, oh, haha, the police have nothing to charge us on. It's going to be like the last time with Candace or Caroline because she didn't um, she didn't testify. So they got fined 25 pounds. Remember? Yes. So they were like, it's going to be the same thing. But what they didn't know is that the police were investigating really strong because did I, remember the time where his first wife got arrested from going back to the UK from Scotland, finding out that Fred is having an affair with her friend, Anna. Mm-hmm. And she stole a bunch of Anna's stuff. Yes. And went to Scotland and she was arrested and given three years probation. Remember that? Yes. Well, the person who arrested her was also working the case. And huh. she remembered years and years ago that when she was driving Miss Rena to prison, that she said she was just talking in the backseat about how humiliating, how hard this relationship it is, how much she gets beat by her husband. And she remembered that. She was like, this guy's weird, you know? Oh. There's something going on. So she starts digging and digging and digging, right? And that's when she's like, I can't even get a hold of this Rena. Like, I can't find her anywhere. Nobody knows where she is. She wanted to ask her further questions. She's like completely gone. The rest of the police are concerned that Heather's gone. And the kids keep saying, you know, mom and dad would always jokingly say, you don't want to be end up in the backyard like Heather. And they're like, okay, well, where is Heather? And they're like, oh, she ran away. They ask the parents, Fred and Rosemary. They're like, where's your daughter, Heather? And they're like, we, we don't know. We don't know. Like, they were just very vague. At one point, Rose goes, I can't bloody remember. That was a long time ago. I'm not a bloody computer about where her daughter Heather is. Like, imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine your kid runs away and you're like, I can't bloody remember. Like, what do you? Yeah. Like, what? So the police, they finally get a search warrant and they arrest the couple and they search the house. And Fred immediately confesses and he gives the location in the backyard of Heather's body. So the police start digging and they find not one human leg, but multiple human legs. And they start digging and digging and digging. And that's when they realize this is a fucking house of horrors. This is not one grave site. This is we're talking so many. So he only gave up Heather. Yeah, but they dug up like <laughs> four leg bones. So they're oh like, um, God. Heather did not have four legs. So what's going on? Yeah. So they started digging more. And then once they found all that, they're like, well, we got to dig up the whole place. It was just intense. Now, Rose denies any involvement. She says, what do you mean? I was a loving wife. I had no idea. I don't know anything. And then Fred, he ends up just confessing. He's like, yeah, I did it. But he says that he did it all on his own to the point where even some of the kids believe that Fred is evil and Rose had nothing to do with it. Why did he do that? He loves Rose. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. But Rose don't love him. We'll get into it. He dies. Anyways, the press, they call it the house of horrors. It was just this was one of the UK's most notorious 
freaking serial killings because what are you saying right and rose when she's interrogated she says no comment to everything fred he implicates only himself he keeps confessing he even shows them where Anne and rena his first wife are buried out in the field he tells them where charmaine is buried which is in an apartment that they used to live in Uh so they're led to charmaine Anne's body rena's body and all of this and charmaine's death the police are a little bit suspicious about this one because fred was able to describe every single murder in full detail of how the dismemberments happened how the murder itself happened but with charmaine's he was just so vague he was like then she died and i dismembered her yeah and people also speculate you know the last time she was seen alive was while fred was in prison and then he was released and i mean there was just some weird it's gotta be rose right that's what everyone thought so they were finally reunited fred and rosemary were finally reunited at a court hearing where they were formally charged with rose with nine counts of murder and fred with 12 counts of murder sorry Right. So yet the nine people in the house, then Fred was also charged with Anne, Rena and Charmaine. Okay. And Fred was just trying so hard to like look at Rose to be like, Rose, look at me. He mm-hmm. would even try to like hold his hand out on her shoulder mm-hmm. and she would not look at him. Hmm. She was disgusted. Anytime he was nearby, she would make her face look disgusted. Because she's trying to play innocent. Mm-hmm. And he was heartbroken. He was devastated. He went back to prison waiting for trial and he was depressed. He saw these news reports of her pretending to be a grieving mom. So Rose declared her innocence, but also declared her hatred of him and was like, I hate him. How could he do this to our kids? And so he would write her love letters to her prison. She would never respond. He just got so depressed. So then he goes to the police. He withdraws all of his confessions and he says, listen, Rose, Rose had 100% fault in everything just as much as I did. We did it together. Then January 1st, 1995 comes around. He draws a picture on a piece of paper of a gravestone. Mm -hmm. And it says, in loving memory, Fred West and Rose West, rest in peace where no shadow falls. In perfect peace, he waits for Rose, his wife. And on the walls, he scratched of the prison, Freddie the mass murderer. And then he strangled himself. He left a stack of love letters for Rose before he died. He died, he died before trial and people were pissed. And Rose showed no emotion. Now, three months, three months from January to March, mm-hmm. he was frozen because no church, no burial ground, no funeral home wanted to house him. So he was just left <laughs> frozen under state property for three months till finally they could convince someone to bury him and they finally found someone and then the funeral was a shit show because he was cremated and Anne marie the first daughter that he was raping since she was eight years old the crazy thing is because of all the brainwashing and the grooming and her sense of family she hated fred but she loved fred like she loved her dad but she hated her dad it was a complex thing and so she was uninvited to the funeral for some reason but she ended up showing up and she stole fred's ashes like there was a whole family fight and she like stole fred's ashes yeah 
I know it gets crazy. <laughs> I know he keeps sighing because like the minute that he this thinks the craziness much. is over, I'm like, wabam, bitch, there's this more. Is way too much. Yeah. So then Rose's trial starts and this time she is formally charged with 10 counts of first degree murder. And up against her, we've got Anne Marie who's testifying. You've got a bunch of the different West children who's testifying. You've got Caroline Owens, who is now finally testifying for the assault that she was so scared to testify for the first time. Uh-huh. And you know the defense They were coming in hot They were making her cry They were making her laugh And self deprecate herself So she would be crying up there And then she would be like I know it seems like I'm always pregnant And then she would stutter And seem nervous Like she genuinely seemed Like a Like just like a regular housewife Is the They're vibe. really still trying Yeah And they said here's the thing Like obviously Fred did it all He was you know a violent person he was known for assaulting women he claimed that he did this all by himself and rose is just a mentally injured mentally you know just not in the best place and she fell in love with just a sadistic killer it's just a love story gone wrong i mean it was so crazy that three of her eldest children steven may and tara believed rose believed that only the dad was evil and rose did all of these things like hit them because he wanted her to he made her she was so confident that she was going to be found not guilty that she even was like talking about moving to ireland after all of this was over yeah so seven some some of the biggest serial killer are the most confident in your yeah. mind is so fucked up and wired so differently at that point. Listen, I'm not even confident to order my Starbucks order without stuttering. <laughs> yes. Like, how are you so confident with all of this evidence and 10 counts of murder yeah. that you're just going to fucking move to Ireland after? Like, what do you mean? Right. Seven weeks of evidence and they find her guilty. They sentence her to life in prison. No parole. She lost touch with most of her children, except... Anne Marie. I know. I know. I mean, that's not really her child. I I don't know. It's, I don't want to say anything because I don't know. It is a little puzzling from the outside perspective. Hmm. But also, I think, you know, I don't know what comes with kind of emotions there are. Yeah. And I don't know what happens when you're that young when these things happen. Man, I can't even imagine how fucking confusing or complicated this feeling is. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, Anne-Marie was the one that would visit her the most. None of her kids are really visiting her anymore. There's a lot of fallout from this. So Fred's brother ended up hanging himself because he was being investigated at the same time for the assault of Anne-Marie when she was five years old because she had alerted the police. So he ends up dying. Now, Anne-Marie, she ends up trying to drown herself in a river at one point, and thankfully it was unsuccessful, and she is alive now. Um, Mm -hmm. You also have Stephen, Stephen West, their son, Mm -hmm. who in 2002, he had attempted to hang himself. And in 2004, he was actually sent to prison for nine months for having sex with a 14-year-old girl. That part gets me a little frustrated. Yeah, and the cycle just continues. Yeah. And then you have a man by the name of Terrence Crick. Now, this is going to get really sad. So Terrence Crick is 48 years old, or he was 48 years old, and he knew Fred. He was kind of an acquaintance of Fred. So Fred told him that he is really good at giving abortions under the table. Mm -hmm. So if he just finds pregnant girls for Fred 
and brings them to Fred. Fred could either force them to have an abortion, like random pregnant girls off the street, or he can persuade them to have an abortion. And he would just give them an abortion at home, like a super illegal one. I think it brought him sexual satisfaction is what people said. Oh, my God. And Terrence told the police about this. And the police ignored him. This was a long time ago. Yes. And those closest to Terrence and sources say that he ended up taking his life after the trial because he just felt like he could have done more. And why didn't the police listen to him? Because if they had put fred in jail maybe he wouldn't have met rose maybe none of this oh this was so this is long ago yeah it seems yeah from what i could tell from my research like maybe he wouldn't have met rose maybe none of this would have happened maybe fred would have been on the police radar for so long yeah that he just couldn't get away with anything else yeah so he ended up dying of um he was found in his car with carbon monoxide poisoning co2 poisoning you know what happened to their both fred and uh, rose's parents disgusting Uh, parents yeah so they all died and nobody really cared for them i know even rose's dad has an unmarked grave disgusting yeah so really nobody gives a fuck about them i mean it's really confusing a lot of the west kids they've changed their names Mm. and they're trying to move on i just hope like the cycle stops like that's what i was thinking about too but then i read about stephen west Mm. And 2004 is recent. And also, yeah. nine months is really short for... Yeah. Yeah. This is a shit show. Generations of shit show. Yeah, this is a whole shit show. I was even nervous to do this one because I was like, I don't even know if like people can keep up with the shit show. Like, yeah. I was having such a hard time keeping up with the shit show because I'm like, there's no way. Like, it's just nonstop. Let me know in the comments, what are your thoughts on this case? I mean, this is truly what people consider to be the house of horrors. You know, this was one of the first house of horrors. You know, you've got now the the children in California, the I'm going to say their last names wrong, the Papin children who there was 12 kids that the parents had that they were abusing, mm-hmm. right? They're all called house of horrors. I mean, this one's really intense. Now it's been demolished thankfully and it's just a public walkway so it's just part of like a little walkway so Hmm. let me know in the comments there's no comments you freaking idiot stephanie (laughs) let me know what are your thoughts on this case and if you guys enjoyed today's episode the best way to support us is to leave a stellar review on any podcast platform for us i'll see you guys next wednesday bye bye bye